Hey everybody, this is Nerds in Cars Talking Cards. This is Park Cofield, John Sexton, Justin Coffee, Kira Sackdolan. And we are in a 2014 Toyota Prius in Royal Oak, Michigan. Yeah, we're on our way to the airport. To the airport, we're going to send these guys back home. Yep, bittersweet. The final opportunity for us to record. And so, of course, we're getting in one more episode. Season finale, if you will. Yes, the season finale. We're hoping to kind of touch back on the trip as a whole, talk to you guys about our our fun encounter with the Knights Taplar last night. Yeah. And just talk about what that all means to us. Yeah, all through the lens of friendship. Yeah, yeah. We we talk a lot on this trip about what magic means to us and... um, and, and an interesting thing about all of us uh, is that we didn't really feel like we had strong adult friendships in the places that we were living until we found old school. And um, I was in L.A. for a few years before I got into it. Park, you said you were there for, what, a few years? Yeah, probably um, five or six years in L.A. Yeah, and then uh, Justin and Kira, you've you've been in and out of Phoenix for yeah yeah, yeah just about for the, the last same five, five years, years. And really only had really only had two friends, one of which we met in Mexico, uh, and and just so happened to live in Phoenix, and the other was introduced to us by him. Yeah, and so yeah, I mean those are like the only two people, and you know they they've got and they're great people, but oh, yeah, we all have very different schedules. And yeah, they got wives and kids, and they're they're busy folks like us, and so it's you know we we I see. One of them, I see him all the fucking time, or as often as I can, but, uh, but the reality shout is, out to Thrasher. Oh, yeah, Thrasher. Uh, <clears throat> but, yeah, I think, ultimately, we don't... We didn't have a, a very diverse uh, group of friends that we did see regularly, especially together. Yeah. I mean, Justin might see Asher all the time, and I saw no one, and I work all the time. <laughs> yeah. You know, and this issue of, sort of, uh, loneliness is on the rise across the country. Mm-hmm. Uh, only... Fifty-three percent of Americans say they have meaningful in-person interactions on a daily basis. Well, I think magic, magic is uh, is one of those. I mean, we've talked about that, like how how healthy magic is to get people out of the fucking house and sit down across the table from somebody and like get to play a game and interact and talk and get to know somebody. And half the time, I go to these tournaments and play. I spend, you know, we, after we get done with our match, we sit there and just shoot the shit and get to know people. Yeah. If we don't know them already, and that's that, that's pretty interesting. You know, magic is the sort of uh, quintessential third uh, place. Have you heard about this? Mm-hmm. You know, the the first place being home, home and, and then, second, yeah. yeah, second place being the workplace, and then the third place is a place where you're, you know, relaxing in public, yep. but you're encountering you know familiar faces and making new acquaintances. And yeah, that's exactly what it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah Starbucks tried to. Tried to steal that that science. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I guess it works, it works for a lot of people, but yeah, I think and, magic is our third place. And you know, the effects of loneliness are they're recently have been equated to smoking 15 cigarettes a day. Wow. That if wow. if you are lonely, you know, you're it has negative impacts on your life in the same way that huh. smoking 15 cigarettes a day does. Yeah, and it's it's especially bad for adults because you know we're we're out of school, we're not having these kind of uh, just you know, like uh, in, informal, informal social interactions with people, um, especially a lot of people that like live in a city and commute on public transit, or they live in a suburb and they drive and they're in their car all the time. You just don't encounter people in a in a context where you would actually interact with them. 
in yeah. a meaningful way. Like yeah, you might be true. standing next to them, but you're not trying to make friends. You might be in line next to them, but you know, everyone's on their phones and uh, it's just hard to break through. And uh, when, you, when you're kind of going about that daily routine, you're just not in a mode to connect with people. And so magic forces you to, and I, I, that's, yeah. it's uh, such an Im important aspect of the game. Yeah, and uh, considering, you know, back in the day when everyone worked nine to fives, a lot of people made friends with their coworkers. Those are the people that they interact with all the time. But like nowadays, all four of us have or do work remotely and independently. Yeah, and yep. so we could literally see no one if we really chose to. Yeah, um, uh, there there were definitely days when the only time, you know, working at home, the only time I would see another person is Katie or when I would go out to walk the dog, yeah. I would I would have a few interactions, but mm -hmm. you know, if I didn't have a dog, I could easily just sit there all day and work. do nothing yeah. but work. Yeah. And just, yeah. Yeah, you know, you know, for me the progression, you know, in LA was, well, okay, well how am I going to find some friends and I you know, I applied to grad school, which was a really expensive way to make friends. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, but magic's close. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. You know, magic might be more expensive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, but parallel to that, you know, around the same time that I, you know, got into grad school, I was finding, you know, my old school friends. Yeah. And I think in particular, I think the other thing that I've, uh, you know, found to be of value is that it's also male friendships, mostly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, that, and that, you know, I think, I think it's particularly hard for, for men to make friends with other men, uh, unless there's some sort of shared interest. Yeah. And, you know, the, the meetups were also something that we're, you know, that we do on a regular basis. It helps us keep, um, accountable. And, you know, John, John and I have had, you know, lots of conversations about other life issues and things from this and having, uh, another uh, friend who's going through similar issues or you know life life instances has, has been really valuable yeah and I mean like we've we've made some really solid friendships in the deep spawners like in my time in Ohm Park you I guess you started getting involved right around the same time it's been about a year and a half or something like that um, and you, you're spending a lot of time with these people when you go out to play so it kind of accelerates the friendship yeah. you know yeah. like sometimes if you just go visit a neighbor or visit a friend that lives in your same town for lunch or something you're spending you know anywhere from between five minutes to an hour or two with them yeah, but not not eight hours of like intense gaming and drinking and critical yeah. thinking and yeah yeah and you're like having these experiences you're making these stories what happened in the game whether it was good or bad or funny or yeah. you know really complex and interesting you're creating these shared experiences together rather than just talking about like oh here's what i did what did you do okay yeah. thanks for the report yeah see you later yeah, you know yeah. you're having a shared experience well, let's talk about the the knight's taplar last that was our sort of our culminating <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah you know we i mean we traveled all the way across the country we well we talk about forming friendships and, and yeah like these are friendships that essentially we either made during one or two events that we traveled to um, for magic or we met them online and we've had these like long-standing digital relationships with these guys well yeah and we knew yeah. we knew one I mean we had met uh, Paul Fierro Dread Pirate Tim we'd met him at Chalice and aside yeah. from that like Nick View and everyone else that was there last night we'd never met in person you know we Nick's on on the discord and he's you know posting mm -hmm. altars and shit like that but we never met in person and yet we walked into 
well, I'll let someone else talk about what we walked into, but we walked into <laughs> a space and uh, and were welcomed by six, seven people that yeah. that had never met us before um, and led us into their like private secret underground world and uh, yeah. which we won't we won't disclose too much information. Into a circle of friends and yeah, yeah they you know, were welcoming to us like we've always been friends, which is they, they had yeah, it, it was an immediate camaraderie. Yeah, you know, they're like, come in, sit down, here's some food have a beer yeah. we, we brought a bottle of whiskey to share with them and they enjoyed that you know they had cigars they had uh snacks cards and it, specific for us yeah they you know people do event cards when you when you do old school meetups and we went in and they had uh two desert twisters and two deep spawns for yeah, everyone yeah. to sign and, and that was a it's very really thoughtful nice. gesture and you know they basically treated us like family from from second one and yeah. it was it was just a really wonderful thing to feel like you know, I can uproot and come across the country for personal reasons, for family stuff, and still, you know, not even having been in the Detroit area for 24 hours, connect with a group of kind, warm, like-minded people who just want to sit down and, and play magic. And yeah. so, you know, that that part of the experience was really awesome. Yeah. And it, it just made me feel all, all the more you know, excited to be part of this community and, and to meet more people in a different part of the country who are, you know, my kind of people. Absolutely. I mean, imagine if you didn't have magic, you would go through the normal phase that people go through moving and knowing nobody and then having to rebuild friendships and relationships that hopefully you have lasting bonds, but that's not always a guarantee. Well, that's exactly what happened to me in L.A. You know, we, we moved for my wife's career. She had an amazing opportunity to create this TV show. And so we're like, we have to do it. You know, it's a pretty much once-in-a-lifetime thing. So we just have to go and make the best of it, and, and we'll figure out the rest as we go. And uh, I knew nobody. I did not know a soul in L.A. Yeah. Uh, I had never been there aside from one visit that we did like the previous summer just to check it out. But I had no connections, no roots, no nothing. And, uh, you know, managed to get a job and made a, made a few friends and acquaintances through that. Basically had one, one co-worker who became a close friend and we ultimately left that job and started a business together and worked for a couple years. But he lived in Redondo Beach and I live in Los Feliz, uh -huh. you know. And the only way that we could get together regularly was to pay like $2,500 a month for an office space in downtown Los Angeles so that we could both drive there and then work our asses off just to keep the thing. And so ultimately we said, this doesn't make sense. You know, I like hanging out with you and we like working together, but we can't, can't be paying like a mortgage just to have this little office space to work. So, you know, eventually we went our separate ways and we're still friendly, but, um, you know, I, I don't have a, the same kind of bond I have like with the spawners. So, you know, it wasn't until then that it, like four years into L.A. that I felt like I made real friends that were my friends. And it was all through old school. So what, what uh, reflecting back on our trip, um, any any memorable plays in the, the games of Magic that, that, we, that we played? As well, well, we... We don't need to talk about Jayco. Yeah, did you get to cast Animate Dead? <laughs> I know you were interested in doing that. that. There might have, been a, <laughs> might have been a deep spawn coming out of the graveyard. Uh, so we know Justin's. Uh, well, yeah. Yeah. We also played Raise the, the Raise the Lord last night with Nick, or I did, and uh, he. I think he got more enjoyment out of I did or, than I did because uh, getting to see me shuffling a fucking pile of unsleeved cards with all kinds of altars on them, he was he was pretty stoked and. 
Yep. Uh, we had a really good time. That was like that was, Look. you know, I I'm, I I cast I, I raised I raised oh. the Lord three times, but one of the times I don't know what I, I I brought him back from from the graveyard into my hand with a raised dead, and then I cycled him back into the graveyard with a with a Jalem tome. It literally had. Both, both Nick and I looked at it like, what the fuck am I, what was I doing? Why would I do that? Was Why it? did you even bother? What was the point? Yeah. Anyhow, that was... To raise the Lord. To raise the Lord. I um, did, I did get a couple of great plays with my Sinbad's Factory oh, Factory yeah. deck. Oh, yeah, let's hear it. Yeah, I, uh, I played against Jayco with it and there was, uh, there was one game in which I had three Maze of Ith in play and he had, he hard cast three... Uh, Tetravis right yeah. in a row. So we were going step and step, maze, Tetravis, maze, Tetravis. Um, what about you, Little? I died to the Sylvan Library draws, and oh. the te- uh, Triskelions came in and yeah, pinged yeah. me for the win. Yeah, I I played that deck, or against that deck that night, too, and it was, let's just say it was hopeless for me, but um, my I hate that we only played so few times that like I've already named all my most highlighted moments until last night. So last night, I played only one person. His name was Dan. He's a a Byzantine-focused history teacher at a college in uh, Ann Arbor. That's him. And he was playing me this deck that uh, he was getting prepped for Kumite. And what did you think it was? It like a mirror ball? Yeah, I think we decided it was mirror ball. Yeah. Yeah, And and so (laughs) the first round, we... This was like the most stagnant game I've ever played in my in my life. Uh, I mean, my very short old school career. It, I did nothing but play land and then tap two of his moxes and two of his land for about I don't know, like ten solid turns. You guys played. We Nick and I played three games and then I switched opponents and you were still playing that game. First game. <laughs> First game. And uh, I won that game. And in the most like shameful but also hilarious way, I just he just decked himself. Yep. He couldn't find his win con, and like the few things he could do, I sort of was able to manage to like deflect it. Oh, tabernacle. But I, I still barely. Oh, we hey. just saw Tabernacle. Oh, we've yeah. seen ah, Crumble Shatter. Yeah, yeah we've seen out quite live, a few. Real live magic cards. Exactly. Yeah. Um, anyway, he decked himself. The next game, he managed to find his win con, so we did the mirror ball thing. Uh, and then the third game, I actually managed to... I sideboarded in an angel, and I got him that way, and then I, I had a, a Titania come out. Those weren't so notable, but I have not yet decked anybody with my Titania, but despite the epically long games that I have, so this was a new uh, first for me. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty funny. <laughs> uh, I I had a, a couple of fun moments. Um, so I, I, I was playing some off-the-beaten-path decks this time. I... I decided to try out the uh, org, the org oh. deck uh, that uh, Mano was playing in the summer derby, just because it, uh, or the winter derby, because it seemed like a fun one to take on the road. Um, you know, I didn't want to show up to all these places and just be like, "Here's your stock shops list," and you know, be that guy. So I'm like, I'm going on the road. I'm gonna play something a little quirky. So I ended up playing the org list a lot, and it was really fun. I have to say. Um, I think I won most of my games with it, and often on the back of the Shivan Dragon or Org or something cool like that. And um, other other people seem to enjoy seeing those cards as well. So it was a really fun deck to play. I think I might um, keep a version of it together. In fact, 
but uh, a lot of the fun plays revolved around Fork, which which I think is one of the most uh, under underrated uh, old school cards that just creates really fun moments. Well, fun for me in this case. So I was playing against Lorian uh, from the Lords of the Pit, and uh, we kind of got into a game where we had you know back and forth, back and forth, exhausted each other's resources, and uh, he tapped out to cast a Brain Geyser for six, and I had the Fork. Sure enough. So I forked it and drew six cards, uh, and then he was tapped out and done. Uh, and in that six cards, I drew a bunch of fast mana and demonic tutor. So I <laughs> lay down like Mox Mox, Soul Ring, you know, land, demonic tutor, um, and tutored for Mind Twist and took away all the six cards that he had just drawn, plus <laughs> one more or Brutal. something like that. So, it, I mean, it, admittedly, it was kind of a dick move, but it was also kind of. Uh, kind of the perfect thing to do in that situation and um his deck was full of answers so it's like you know if i just tutored for a an org or a shivan he probably you know he would have had the answer for it so i I had to take away take away those cards so that was really fun how many forks were were you running ultimately uh there were two in the deck and one in the sideboard and that felt about right um if you if you wanted to go a little crazy i think you could you could do three in the main but uh you know, you're tapping out a lot to cast these big fatties, so you don't you don't always have the mana available for it. So two's probably the right number. Um, I didn't do much sideboarding because I, I didn't have a lot of the requisite sideboard cards with me. Um, so mostly just jammed a bunch of game ones. Yeah. And then uh, last night with uh, Pete Lupo from the, the Knight's Haplar, uh, I had another game with that deck where I drew three Shivens in, in a row, and he had Cop Red. Like, he was... He was not even sideboarded. He was he was playing just the brew he was playing was Orcish Artillery Cop Red. Oh yeah. And he got like a turn two Cop Red. I have no way to deal with it. So I just played out three Shivan Dragons and an Atog and kept trying to overload his mana and make it so that he had to tap out every turn to stay alive. Um, but eventually he, he got enough land on the board and was able to uh, you know, cop red and start doing other stuff, and I, I think he burned me out with earthquakes in that game. But it was really fun and funny to see. You know, I don't think I've ever had three Shivan dragons in play in my life, yeah. Uh, and especially not against mainboard cop red. So you know, so that was yeah, very funny good. too. Funny. Yeah. Well, Park and I were talking in the coffee shop this morning about the fact that <clears throat> we really didn't play a ton of magic on this trip. Not as much as you know you would expect from like. For people that trip. you know, yeah, that are like really into this shit. Like yeah. we, we ended up, you know, we, obviously we did a lot of driving, but we ended up just sort of hanging out when we had the free time, you know, having dinner, having a drink, shooting, you know, telling telling stories. Yeah, you know, we didn't. Yeah, I, I thought that was an interesting anecdote about the trip. Was that we didn't really play that much magic. We played with the lords, we uh, and we played with the knights. And that was... We did all... And the pits. And pit. Oh, Lord, yeah, yeah, yeah. Lord, 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 Lord. Lord. Oh, the lords. Sorry, yeah, yeah. And the knights. And we played one time in a hotel room for, like, all of an hour. And... Oh, we played in... Oh, twice. And, 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 and then we played in the, the, in the beautiful lobby at Chicago. Yeah. I mean, was, but if you... By the standards yeah. of old school playing magic, that was actually a lot less than normal. Yeah, but that Ryan brings Urbano us back to, ashamed, to friendship, though. Like, if you think about the fact that we actually... We came here on a trip... And we use magic as the catalyst, and yet we like each other enough to to that that's not the key component of our friendship. Like it may have brought us together, but that's not the only thing that holds us together. Yeah, so. that's right. It's the activity we like to do together, but 
mean, we have spent a lot of time together, and we're still talking, we're still recording these yeah. podcasts, we're like, still having, you're just really enjoying each other's company. You got to meet my in-laws, you got to meet my actual parents, you got yeah. to bond the with my ones. dog, yeah. you know, um, you know, so it's just like, we're, we're friends now, like, oh, yeah. by, by any, by any measuring stick, like, we're friends, we're legit friends, <laughs> please be my friend. Yeah. <laughs> if, if anyone else would like to have friends, we're available. Ooh, we're Just driving. We're driving on. by four and a half quarters. Oh, oh yeah. That's to That's give you a gauge as to where right we there. are right now. Well, you know, one of the, the questions we asked and answered in episode zero was, how did we all get into this car? Yeah. So maybe a, a suited, uh, a fitting uh, final sort of question here is, well, what happens when we get out of this car? Yeah. What, yeah. Where, where, where are the two of you headed? Uh, we get back. To, we're flying back to Arizona, and then we... We have a little, sh- just shy of a week to get our shit together, and then we go south to Mexico to we have a cover to cover a race, um, an off-road race in Sonora, the state of Sonora, which is um, just directly south of Arizona, actually. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of easy. Yeah, um, it's like the gateway to mainland from from Baja. Yeah, and, and then we'll be there for also a, a week ish, and then we'll might come stick back. around, but we'll, we'll see. I think, yeah, well, I mean, we don't know what happens after that, but we know there's just a lot of prep work before we do our, our show down in April, so we're just trying not to fill our schedule too much now. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know how much yeah. we'll be in Arizona for the next few weeks, but when we are there, we try and get, get that program sorted yeah. out. What about you, Park? What are you up to? Uh, well, I'm going to get out of the car and uh, get my luggage, and <laughs> I, uh, I don't know, my plane board's in about an hour. So yeah, we're like immediate, <laughs> immediate future. And uh, yeah, I, I have a, I fly to Denver. I've got a short layover there, and then yeah. um, back to Los Angeles. Yeah. I imagine I might sleep all day tomorrow. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's uh, great. I, tomorrow's I, Sunday too. Tomorrow's so. Sunday. Yeah, you can do it. Good yeah, buffer. You can justify. Day. I uh, yeah, I've got a um, couple of altar altars to work on. Some oh, new, yeah. some new projects. Pick up some new altar projects. Um, and. Yeah, I'm figuring out what's next work-wise for me and applying to some jobs. And, and you uh, got an interview with the job. Yeah, yeah you applied fantastic. for a job on the road. On the road, yeah. yeah you did a you video filmed, outside of a gas station. Yeah, outside of a come and go. go. <laughs> yeah. You're going to have to tattoo come and go onto your shoulder once you get this job. Yeah, that would be a commitment. Yeah. <laughs> Just don't put it on your lower back. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, but yeah, and then I imagine uh, there's probably some deep spawner meetups coming up in the next couple of weeks and then... I'll see uh, the two of you in the back seat there in, in April. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, you and Ken and I are coming out, right? That's right. And Nick? No. Nick's coming. Nick's coming? I mean, if Nick's coming, we're make- if he's not coming already, we're going to yeah. drag his ass over there. Yeah. So, you, yeah, yeah, you guys will be at the showdown. Yeah. I'll be at Kumite rep- representing up there. Oh, yeah. And, um... And then we'll all get together again at Bootlegger's Ball in May. Yeah. yeah. Um, That's right. So, so we'll circle back in April and May. I think I'm gonna bring my mom to Bootleggers Ball. I don't. Bruce can't take the time off, but your mom's just gonna go haywire. She'll bring cookies. It'll be great. <laughs> yeah. John, what about you? Tell us what your, yeah, you, your future the one. plan is. Well, I, I, on the way home, I'm gonna have to stop at Target and get some <laughs> cold medicine because I think I picked up a little, a little uh, sinus thing here along the way. And uh, like pick up some some fresh underwear and undershirts because I've gone through them all uh-huh. on the trip, and like <laughs> uh, the rest of my stuff is in a moving van somewhere. I don't know uh, when it's going to arrive, 
So just basic necessities, and then I'll go home and slip back into dad life for a little bit. Start taking care of the baby, you know, give Katie a hand. She's been uh, doing, you know, a lot, a lot of stuff on her own this past week as we've been traveling, and um, she's been handling it super well, but I think is is definitely ready to have a little bit more help. Um, spend a little time with the in-laws and uh, get back to work and start looking for homes to buy. Yeah. So that's that's the plan. Are you going to try and teach your father-in-law how to play magic? I might. <laughs> I might. He seemed he seemed He seemed eager. Yeah. I mean, I we we have played a couple games before. Like we we went on a little family vacation a couple years ago to up north. Traverse City area in Michigan, and uh, at the time I didn't have any old school stuff, but I brought some pre-constructed decks, and he, we played a few games, and he seemed to enjoy it. I think actually the old school cards would be easier to Absolutely. teach, so, so you know we'll be there, we'll be around him a lot. So if he's if he's interested, I'm more than willing to teach him. White weenie, just yeah. build him up like a white weenie deck and let him go free. Yeah, sounds good. Wow, I, I'm feeling a little sad, and to wrap this up, but I think it it's perhaps time to. Um, close out this season. Season. First season one. Season one. Filmed in four days. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, Please uh, let us know what you think. Um, Ping us in the Discord. Uh, Once again, this is Park Cofield. John Sexton. Justin Coffey. Kira Sackdallin. And we are... And we are... Nerds Nerds in Cars. cars, Talking talking cars. cars. Thanks, everyone. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.